0: Welcome to the Chaos Calm Comedy Podcast. I'm Robin. I'm here as your travel guide through a series of stories about policing and my history as an officer since 2005. September 11th, 2001 changed us all a little bit. IT work was no longer my thing, so in the course of events, I found myself doing police ride-alongs at the age of 33, and eventually I ended up taking a job with a police department that offered a paid academy, and these are my stories. Uh, My first day as a solo officer was St. Patrick's Day 2006. Actually, it wasn't solo that day. It was my first day out of FTO. And I rode with an officer who's a super nice guy, uh, and he is now a lieutenant. And I remember thinking in my first briefing that day that the sergeant was extremely rude and mean to this young man and i ended up riding with the guy and he was super nice that sergeant is still a sergeant he's still crusty and uh, the officer is now a lieutenant and he's not crusty he's a good dude and we had lunch at mimi's at eight o'clock pm and as i came across um, some of the call notes are from those days is I ran into the idea that my first day I ran into an officer who I still don't like to this day, which is interesting. I wonder why. I'm not really sure. And a couple of great officers that I've worked with um, since then as well, one of whom is one of our recruiters now, is a great, um, very, very nice man and a Muslim And my first arrest was a DUI hit and run and uh, we just tracked down the plate and found him and no big deal. So a more interesting story would be my first traffic stop by myself on March 23rd. I made a traffic stop for some sort of moving violation. don't know what it was. And the driver um, came back as suspended having no insurance and no registration, (coughs) excuse me. I issued him a traffic ticket as opposed to arresting him and towing his vehicle. I looked into the history of this gentleman today and he had a history dating from 2002 all the way through 2019. So prior to my contact with him, he had been arrested for Motor vehicle theft, drug distribution, burglary, and then about six months after I wrote him a traffic ticket, he was charged with felony menacing assault, domestic violence harassment, domestic violence assault, court order violation, habitual traffic offender, aggravated assault, second degree assault, domestic violence with SBI, which is serious bodily injury, Habitual offender, domestic violence, and his last entry was for obstruction and disorderly conduct. All of that is to say, I gave him a break that night. He had a long history before. He had a very long history after. I don't know why I didn't just arrest him and put him in jail, as I could have done. But I did give him a break that night. I was thankful for his cooperation, I'm sure, as I was a new officer And it's sad that people choose these paths and to stay on them even after we try to intervene. But I made the best contact that I could, I made the best decision that I could, and the rest of his decisions have nothing to do with me. March 24th, this is not the way I wanna do this. March 24th, both parties were injured on a domestic violence What I wanted to note about this one was I arrested the female reporting party, which is unusual. However, the funny thing about that was, as I read the report, I wondered why I did that and if I made the right decision. And then when I looked at the history of the two parties, I found that another officer, much more senior to myself, had arrested her again in August for beating up the guy. (laughs) So was I wrong? I guess maybe not. Apparently she had some history. Um, Another note that I came across was uh, my first animal transport when I took an injured cat to the veterinary hospital, which happened to be Alameda East, the veterinary hospital that became famous on cable in the uh, 90s. And it reminded me of a story of when I was still in field training. I was riding with my field training officer for that day. I had not really worked with him much before he was filling in for another field training officer and he um, was kind of a tough marine kind of guy and so I wasn't really sure what I was in for but it was test out so he was wearing plain clothes and I was driving and we were going down the road at Five o'clock, I don't know, it was five o'clock in the morning, what time of the day it was, something like that. Three o'clock in the morning. And, um, he said, stop the car. So I stopped the car and, uh, he got out of the car and he picked up an injured cat that was on the road and put, got in the car and put him, put the cat on his lap inside of his jacket. And we proceeded to go back to Alameda East, or rather, maybe maybe that was my first time in Alameda East. And uh, he, as we were driving this tough Marine that I was so impressed with, um, the cat was crying, and I looked over at him, the Marine, and there were tears streaming down his face. And I knew at that moment, I loved that guy for the rest of my life so I, he's still here 16 years later he's still working graveyards and um i'm still fond of him yeah so going on forward there was a couple of other calls that march Nothing super exciting um i was laughing because i was on a call with a some sort of an assault with a knife or the house was put on fire And I was there for a couple of hours as a cover car, and I didn't write a single note. No report, no nothing, which would never fly with me as your supervisor now. (laughs) So pretty funny. And the supervisor on scene was a very famous tactical expert um, who retired a few years ago and is... Quite a character with lots of interesting stories, but I won't share those because some of them are a little. Well, I don't know if they're true or not. So, and then let's see. Um, uh, my first solo DUI was March 30th. I read that report. Cooperative subject, nothing exciting. Did a decent decent job articulating it and. The interesting thing about that gentleman is he got another DUI um 10 days later so that's pretty much the story of, of <coughs> excuse me a lot of DUIs is uh it's not the first and it won't be the last actually that's true of most criminal contacts once you start really looking into it which is part of the thing that i really wish that the public understood and maybe the public thinks that We don't understand. The public does understand that, but doesn't think that it's the fault of the criminal, which is a very convoluted way of thinking, and I don't really understand it. However, um, I hope that I get to a place where I can really tell these stories in an intriguing way and catch people's interest, share some laughs, um, share some of the sorrows, As I tell these stories, I get little flashes of other stories running through my mind that I hadn't thought about um, for years. And so I hope this is something that entertains people. We'll see. Thus endeth March 2006.